Sass Backwards is sponsored by Austin Lawrence Group, specializing in demand gen for SaaS. It sure is noisy. I deleted 100 emails from vendors just this morning. Your buyer has gotten better at ignoring you, and you're going to need a big idea if you want to cut through all that clutter. Austin Lawrence is just the right agency to help you find it. So if your campaigns are falling on deaf eyeballs, let's talk. Visit austinlawrence.com today and let's build something bigger. Welcome to the SaaS Backwards Podcast, where we reverse engineer the success of fast-growing SaaS firms and explore strategies CMOs and CEOs are using to drive their businesses forward. Welcome to SaaS Backwards, a podcast that helps SaaS CMOs and CEOs to accelerate growth and enhance profitability. Our guest today is Michael Bertoni, CEO and founder of Philly Tech, a specialized hiring agency that has a focus on helping build teams for SaaS and high-tech companies, drawing candidates from across the U.S. and Latin America. Hey, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Ken, thanks a lot for having me here. This is really amazing. Love to do these podcasts. Thank you so much. That's a pleasure. And before we dig in, could you tell me just a little bit about yourself and Philly Tech? Yeah, so myself personally, I started in software, not SaaS, back in 1999. I started at a company called Computer Associates, which got acquired. But I have been working in software, SaaS, and high tech for 24 years, 24 plus years. For most of my career, I was a high chart, you know, high energy, high charging sales executive, business development leader. So I had teams, I ran teams and grew revenue for SaaS and high-tech companies. And then eight years ago, I started Philly Tech, and I started a hiring agency, but my background was in sales and lead generation. So yeah, I've always worked in SaaS, always worked in high-tech, and I really wanted to be the number one resource to help these companies with hiring, be super flexible, super agile, and just, just do it the best in the world for our clients. Well, that's terrific. I think that having subject matter expertise is a frequent path for founders. And in this case, instead of founding a SaaS, you're helping SaaSs with what might be the most single, most important thing they have to do, right? Exactly. I mean, so I'm building a, I'm building a product. I'm building a product for lead generation. And so that's really where my passion is in lead generation. So most people before I started at Philly Tech, if you ask them, what do you think about Michael Bertoni? They would say, Michael Bertoni is an animal in terms of lead generation. He always has like 510X pipeline. And that's how I was successful. I mean, I always brought in great leads. So if you think about a hiring agency, what's a hiring agency's job to get, we call them leads. So we get talent for our clients and we actually internally call them leads, right? Because we're hunting. So as opposed to other recruiting firms and hiring firms. I mean, we post jobs, you know, we do that. We have our network, but our bread and butter is we are hyper-targeting and hunting talent for our SaaS clients. So that's our bread and butter. So our best hires are always from the hunting and the hyper-targeting. That's awesome. And I want to dig really deep on this. We don't usually go in this path on the podcast, but I feel like for the C-suite, the focus on the talent, especially post-funding, 
if you want to make good on those promises, you really have to build a high performing team. Sort of no correlation is almost 100%. So I just Absolutely. think it's a great topic. So you have this premise that I think we just need to table it about whether or not SaaS companies know how to do hiring. Can you kind of pay that off for me a little bit? Right. So Ken and I were having fun with this podcast and creating a headline. So we won't go completely off the rails here. But basically, in my experience, SaaS companies, high tech companies, you know, a couple people to teens, 20s, 30s, they have no idea. They have, we, Ken and I were having fun with it. No effing idea how to hire people, right? And I see it time and time again. They think they could do it themselves and you just can't. You can't hire talent yourself. You need experts. You need a team. You need a structured method. So we have a method that probably has a hundred deep in terms of steps. And we're always adding to the method in terms of how we do things. So it makes my head hurt because I there's a lot of things like my coach says to me, well, Mike, where do you have to get better? And I'm like, everywhere, right? So, so there's a lot of steps involved. And, you know, we do it really well. And I'm excited about talking with you about it today, Ken. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I think that you framed it correctly, too. I think these younger companies, when I say younger, you know, we all know that the overnight success in software takes about eight to 10 years to truly materialize. But these companies that are about to go on a growth track, they may not have the internal team and skills and muscle memory to do recruitment. And I think it would be good to talk a little bit about what it actually takes to put the right person, especially a technology leader or a developer, into one of these organizations. What does that big process look like? And what are the like three or four things people should really remember about the recruitment process and you know how it plays out as far as you practice? Yeah, absolutely. So Ken, the biggest thing that we stress with our clients is we are only working with SaaS. Why is that important? It's important because we understand how a SaaS company runs, how they operate, how they make money, how they go to market. We understand all the roles, like the names, the roles, what they are. So if somebody says to me, you know, they want an Elixir engineer, right? I, I know what that is. Like, it's not some drink or something. I know exactly what it is. So nobody could really stump me in terms of talent because we've been working with SaaS for 24 years. But just to kind of summarize the two most important points in our method, there is two things that you have to really focus on. The biggest thing that you have to focus on is what we call the hyper-targeting method. Hyper-targeting. Think again, lead generation. The best people that do lead generation are targeting your ideal company that you want to do business with. Same exact thing. So we have a method called hyper-targeting that starts with building an ideal candidate profile, the ICP, right? So it goes very deep into exactly what you're looking for, right? So then from there, there are many steps under hyper-targeting that I'm going to talk to you about in a second, Ken, but basically... Everybody gets, we got a hyper target. We got to hunt at scale, at scale. How do we do that? And then the second level, which is the second most important thing after is hiring process optimization. How do we optimize the hiring process? How do we give the candidate a great experience, right? So everybody in the industry, you hear great customer experience. We got to give the customer a great experience. 
you have to give the candidates, the people you're trying to hire, you have to give them an unbelievable experience. So in hiring process optimization, we do that. That's awesome. I think we have to make an analogy also to sales of software in the who's in market now, right? So for many software solutions, you know, two to 5% of your prospects might actually be in market at any one point in time. Right. And I think there's a parallel that should seem pretty obvious, but probably isn't that most of the really great people aren't looking for a job today. Exactly. I mean, for any position, Ken. So if you want to hire someone locally around the region that does Node.js engineering, like senior Node.js, probably 10% or less of the market is looking at your job. 90% of the people are working and have no idea about your company, your job, who you are, right? No idea. So to put that in perspective for you, if we're if we're identifying Node.js engineers for our client and there's just say there's 2,500 in the Philadelphia region, 2,500, 250 or less are looking for a job. And it's probably less than that, right? So you have to focus on building this network and understanding who is my ideal candidate and how are we bringing them in the door and getting them to look at our company and what we do. Yeah. And so we have this First of all, so we have to bring people to market, right? We have to solicit their interest, right? Yeah. But I think the other thing is that we tend to live in a bubble in SaaS. We think that we are the entire market and you know, we're the universe. And, and I think it'd be good for you to share where you actually get many or most of your candidates from. Yeah. Most of the candidates we get are passive, right? Most of them are not working in SaaS. There are many more companies that work at the vanguards of the world, right? Independence Blue Cross here in Philadelphia, right? Amerisource Bergen, right? Big companies like that, you know, Cerner, they're a little bit, I mean, Siemens, there's all these companies, but probably less than 5% of the companies are SaaS, right? So you're, a lot of times people have no idea what a SaaS company is. They think they understand what it is, but they really don't understand that, or I'll give an example, are you telling me that I can save the lives of infants with a feeding management platform that I build? I can save lives of infants by building this platform and I could build great software and make a great living? Sign me up, right? So many people don't understand that the SaaS companies, they want to make the world a better place. You hear that all the time. But what does that really mean, right? For, for a lot of our health tech clients, this means saving lives. This means improving outcomes for patients, right? For one of our best logistics and supply chain clients, this means creating a backbone for how data is integrated. So you're telling me we're going to create an entire data backbone, data integration backbone for the logistics supply chain industry? Wow, that's exciting. And then we bring people over from the industry that know how to do work and they, they don't even know the company exists. They have no idea. And we bring them in and we talk about how great the company is. So, so I think that's a really important thing. So the population, the potential population of candidates is much greater than the networks that many SaaS execs operate in. Right? So they're probably not used to looking really beyond their own spheres. And the vast majority of people who might take the job aren't looking and won't see your job posting. Right. So sort of a waste. To, it's almost a waste if you, all you do is post a job on a job site and hope that people are going to come to you. Right. 
Exactly. I mean, so again, 70 or 80% of our best hires come from hunting and hyper-targeting people, right? So we are connected. We are super connected. So I personally have over 22,000 LinkedIn first connections. And what that offers me and my team, it's not like, oh, wow, Mike, you're connected to all these people. You know, all these people. No, it allows us to see the people to then reach out to them. So everyone on my team uses my LinkedIn to build the search. Then they reach out to people individually. So I'd love to, Ken, if, if you're open to it, I'd love to explain hyper-targeting in a little more detail, right? So your audience can appreciate the level of detail with it. Can I do that? Let's do it. I want to hear about it. Okay. So again, we work with the client during a kickoff meeting and we review information from them to build their ideal candidate profile, right? ICP. So this thing consists of anywhere from as low as 10, but more like 25 points on exactly what you want that candidate to be, right? Then from there, we build a job requirement. We have a proprietary job requirement framework that we build that we write for our clients. We write the job, it's, you know, it's templated. We have professional writers on our team that write the content up, get it exciting. And then from there, we have templates, email, LinkedIn templates, and then we've built data sets. So a big thing is these data sets of candidates. So data sets are imagine hundreds of individual people that we are targeting with messages on LinkedIn and email and getting them excited about the job, right? So everybody on my team, every recruiter has to send out a minimum of 50 unique messages a day to people who are identified as A caliber candidates, right? And then that process of the hunting messaging LinkedIn, email, that process is called hyper-targeting and it is essential. It is, it is the essential component of how you have to get talent in this market. We still do the job posts and we get candidates from that. We still use our network. We do that, but time and time again, it's from the hyper-targeting. So this sounds a lot to me like the LinkedIn selling that we're coaching software companies to do for themselves. Yeah. It's target your people, have some compelling messaging and surround sound them with opportunities to engage. That's awesome. Absolutely. It is. And you cannot, if you're doing marketing, you have to have unique messages that aren't spammy, right? You have to make the messages compelling. You have to personalize the messages if you can, because again, you're trying to give that candidate an unbelievable experience. So the first message that they see from LinkedIn, email, right? This is how your company is being portrayed to them, right? It can't be sleazy or weird or anything like that. It has to be super high quality, super transparent, and get right to the benefits of this is the value of this company. This is what they do. This is their salary that they're looking for. And it has to be, you have to be transparent and open in this environment to make sure you're getting the best people. Maybe switching gears a little bit is what are candidates telling you is most important to them when you have these folks sort of engage in a conversation? What are the handful of things that employers need to make sure they're doing and offering to be as yeah. attractive as possible? Yeah, top most important thing is a hybrid remote on-site or all remote, right? So you're going to be able to attract an unbelievable talent pool if you have 
at least a hybrid remote. That means, you know, in your office a few days a week, you're able to be flexible. You're able to work with your manager, right? Work from home, work from the office, that sort of thing. Get your work done. So that's so, so important. The other thing that comes up is PTO. People have to have a great PTO policy where most of our SaaS companies, SaaS clients have unlimited PTO. That's something that SaaS does where other companies like unlimited PTO, what does that even mean, right? All it really means is get your work done and you have to get your PTO approved by your manager. So that's really important. And then independent, right? Ability to be independent, right? Challenged, like most, most great A caliber engineers, developers want to be challenged. They want to be working with the latest technology. They want to be build something cool. They want to be changing lives, right? So you saying that you're trying to save lives or you're trying to make the world a better place, the old SaaS saying, those are all things that ring true to most, most people working for SaaS companies. Can you comment on the correlation between, you know, hiring and the outcomes of these companies, like between funding rounds? So if we get our A round, that's like a ton of money just came our way. And then you've made promises to get that money. What's the role of the people? I think a lot of SaaS founders, in my experience, are very focused on the product. Sure. And not as much on the organization. I'm just wondering, you know, can you help the reluctant team builder? Yeah. The people that don't want to spend the money on the salaries, can you help them understand why they have to do it? Yeah, absolutely. So our client, our best client, Chain.io, their VC firms and their teams that were funding them were basically saying that the talent that we were bringing them was giving them a competitive advantage, right? So when we hire talent for a company and we are identifying their ideal candidates, we are giving our clients a competitive advantage through their people. And you really just can't do this. I mean, here's the reality. You cannot do this internally without a recruiting company, right? So I urge every SaaS company that's listening to this, try to find a great recruiting partner that's an expert in your space, knows what they're doing, because you can't hire like a chief people officer and like an HR ops person and a recruiter and do what we're doing. Like you can't, you just can't do it, right? Because we are acting like lead generating SDRs to generate leads for people, right? Maybe you could convert your marketing people or your inside salespeople, or maybe you could convert them if you wanted to, but you cannot at scale do what we're doing on your own. Our best clients started with us and then we became a sole source for them. Or yeah, they bring in other partners. They bring in other recruiting companies. Maybe we specialize in certain roles. They bring in other companies, but you have to work with a recruiting company. And again, our value is we have extreme flexibility, right? So U.S. positions, you're not going to be able to stump us with any type of U.S. positions, right? But we also offer Latin America, all Latin America. So all countries, you know, Colombia, Argentina, Mexico, right? All these, you know, Brazil, all these different countries. And there's not a company that I know of, Ken, in the industry that offers full-time hiring in the U.S. and in Latin America like we do. They either do one or the other. They do Ukraine or they do Latin America or they do the U.S. or they do India, but they don't do both. And that's what SaaS companies need. They need that flexibility as well. In the Latin America hires, are you helping them also with facilities? Like do you have 
places where these folks can work out of? Yeah, we do. So we have co-working spaces they can work out of. We could help you actually build your whole entire presence in Latin America. But again, a lot of them are also remote. A lot of them are also remote. So people are just working remote jobs, working from their home office. So I think we can't do this deep dive without talking about the investment of using a firm like yours. Right. And I think, again, this goes to the re reluctant CEO or chief people officer. Sometimes they're afraid to spend the money in the ways that will accelerate results. How do you help them to justify the expense of using a recruiter? I think we need to talk about it. And personally, I, you know, I see it as eminently justifiable. So I don't want you to think it's like a super challenge, but at the same time, I think there are, in my experience, there are CEOs, they run a spectrum from they're either irresponsible with investor money and they don't last long, or they yeah. figure out how to use the investor money the way it was intended. Those are your smart operators. And then there are the folks that just don't seem to ever spend the money. And yeah. actually the VCs wonder what's happening. So the guys that know how to operate, how do we help them justify this investment? You have to start by giving them the data on the costs of a bad hire, right? So the, the research shows that the cost of a bad hire is essentially about double the salary. It's at least one X. So if you're paying somebody 150,000 and you make a bad hire, it's at least 150,000 that it costs to you, but it could be up to 300,000, right? So it kind of starts there. And we have a lot of research and information on what those numbers are and what that data is. Then we talk about the types of talent that we get and how they stay for the long term, how they stay for years and they grow within your organization, right? They continue to be an asset, right? Looking at your people as an asset that you want to grow and develop and continue. So, you know, for our best clients, we're always there. You know, for our best, one of our, again, one of our best clients, Chain.io, we hired like 70% of their people, right? So we're embedded in the fabric of their company. And that's the other thing about when you work with Philly Tech, we are a hiring agency, right? And that's what we do. We help you hire talent, but the level of passion and enthusiasm, we match what you have, right? So that is so important in SaaS because we're all trying to change the world. We're trying to make the world a better place. So the passion, right? The energy, these people that we find, we're messaging them first. They're seeing us first. Then we're talking to them first. We're screening them. We're interviewing them. We're getting them ready for interviews. So most of the time clients will say, wow, I felt like this was better than normal. Yeah, because the person came to the interview. They were the right person. They were exact fit. And then they were ready to go. They were prepped. They were ready to go for a great interview, right? We don't spoon feed them. It saves a lot of time. I would think over time, we've said to our clients, we save you time. We save you upwards of 50%, at least 30% of your time because we're setting up the interviews. We're getting people to the next steps, right? We're selling them on the job, those types of things. Let's also talk about like time to an effective organization. I just made up a KPI. Time to effective organization. Right. You know, if we've just gotten our Series A, we just got 15, 18 million dollars put in our coffers, and we made a promise that within 18 to 24 months, things were going to change. That seems like a lot of time. But if we don't have the team in place for eight or 10 months to really execute on that plan, that's half the time that we said it would take. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of justifications here. There's the wrong hire. There's the waste of time internally, executive time, and maybe the biggest one, this new KPI I gave you. 
Time to effective organization. Time to effect. I mean, one of the biggest things that we deal with, Ken, is bad recruiting, right? So many companies have bad experiences. Wait, you have that too? We call it the marketing agency emergency room. Can't tell you how many clients we've had where they have this terrible experience and now they're not sure about working with an agency. Tell me about how it plays out with you. Yeah, it's all the time. I mean, most people you talk to, you assume that they've had bad experiences. So we get right into our method, right? So we have this method that we make better. Again, it's focused in SaaS companies. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's literally a SaaS hiring method, end to end, right? I should probably write a book or something, or or at least put out something that explains what this is. We started writing blogs about it. So I do have blogs on my website. If people are interested to go to phillytech.co and check out our blogs, we put out a paper called the Hiring Differentiation Index, the HDI, which encompasses about 24 different things that we compare ourselves against a larger hiring agency, a boutique, right? And in that hiring differentiation index are, again, things like hyper-targeting, you know, candidate experience, client experience, all these things that are vitally crucial to the success of your program. Well, this has been terrific. I think it's a great place to land. I think we've made the case that if you want to accelerate growth, you can't be responsible for all the hiring internally. You really need to partner. Yeah. And I think we also made the case for a specialist in the SaaS business and for your method. Hey, Michael, if people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to get you? Yeah, the best way is if you go to LinkedIn. Again, I'm super big on LinkedIn. I try to do a great post that gives value every day. So Michael C. Bertoni on LinkedIn. The other place is phillytech.co. You can go there and you could actually set up a consultation directly with me. So if you click on free consultation on the website, that that is literally my calendar, right? So people could go there and set up a meeting with me super easy. The other thing that I would urge you to check out is our job board. We've spent a lot of time, resources, and money building out our SaaS job board right on our website. You could see it. All the jobs are there. Basically, you just submit your resume there. You can get a confidential interview directly with myself or somebody on my team right away. So again, the three spots are LinkedIn, phillytech.co, free consultation, or our job board at phillytech.co. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, Thanks, Ken. If people want to reach me on LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn slash in slash Ken Limpet or KL at AustinLawrence.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the SAS Backwards podcast, please do so wherever podcasts are distributed. And Michael, thank you so much for this high energy look into building out your team effectively. Thank you so much, Ken. Thanks for giving the opportunity. I'm looking forward to build a relationship with you. And thanks for everybody that watched through the whole thing. Right. I'm looking forward, really, really looking forward to talking with you. Thanks for listening to the SAS Backwards Podcast, brought to you by Austin Lawrence Group. We're a growth marketing agency that helps SAS firms reduce churn, accelerate sales, and generate demand. Learn more about us at www.austinlawrence.com. You can email Ken Lempett at kl at austinlawrence.com about any SAS marketing or customer retention subject. We hope you'll subscribe and thanks again for listening.